Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Cartoon Action Hour Captive Souls number four. This episode might as well be entitled Current Events, and you will see why when you listen to it. That's about all I've got. <laughs> I'm very tired, so this is going to be quick. I did want to come on here before we get started and thank you for downloading this episode and also remind you that the participants include Lion Court as our GM or Game Master if anyone is new. Although this is the, I mean, as long as this podcast has been going on by now, if you don't know what a GM is, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, that is Game Master if there are any uninitiated among us. And that would be Lion Court. Also, we have Anim5 playing Smack Chainmore, and yours truly, Blind Geek, playing Bladestar. Incidentally, if you uh, are interested in hearing more from Lion Court and myself on issues other than role-playing games, mostly having to do with Apple and its products, you can check us out at the Maccessibility Roundtable podcast. If you search for Maccessibility, that's accessibility with an M in front of it. In iTunes, it'll come up. Or you can go to www.lioncourt.com and you can find the feed there. Also, I believe you can still find it at www.maccessibility.net. So there are plenty of ways to find this podcast if you want to check it out. That would be the Maccessibility Roundtable Podcast. All right, enough about that. And of course, if you want to hear more of Anim5, then uh, you can check out the Gutter Skypes, which you should be doing anyway. All right, enough from me. Let's get on with Captive Souls number four. Enjoy. Be recording. We I think are recording. Let me make sure here. Yes, we are recording. <clears throat> Very good. Yes, we are in fact recording. Did you bring the ice cream? <laughs> Have you? Okay, we need to share that story because this is the second time we've brought it up in front of him, and he will get a kick out of it. I think. I still think it loses something in the translation. The spontaneity of the whole thing was what made it so hilarious. Have you heard the McDonald's Patrick Stewart parody? No, actually, I don't think I have. Okay, I don't know who did it. I've just seen it on the internet, and I it's have a, a copy of it somewhere. But this guy through the whole thing is imitating Patrick Stewart's voice in a very exaggerated, I am Patrick Stewart from TV Star Trek The Next Generation and <laughs> host of the Neb whatever that space thing he did was space, you know. And he just goes on, oh, I would like to order, and he goes to a drive through window and orders a burger and fries and, and no, no, a fillet of fish. 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 <laughs> and uh, we had been listening to that, and I was just in a very weird mood. We were role-playing, and the pizza delivery guy came up to the door, and did I just start doing it? No, no, or no because uh, Matt, and I, Matt I and I were egging you on, to daring you to talk to the... Uh, to the pizza man that pizza. way. Yeah. I thought you guys were daring me to do it. Yeah, that's why I did it. 
And so I opened the door. Well, hello, sir. How are you? And uh, <laughs> the pizza guy is just like, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sure he was like, what the hell is up with this guy? <laughs> and uh, Papa John's used to, they could deliver a quart of ice cream with their order. They don't do it anymore, but they used to. So I'm getting ready to sign the credit card. And I said, did you bring the ice cream? <laughs> and he hasn't brought the ice cream no, you, yeah. you did not bring the ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. and, and of then, course keeping them all in there busting up was just encouraging me all the more but then, then you felt the need to explain to the pizza yes. man my friends have dared me to talk dared to you to like this you like this <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he was very uh, humoring, but God, I'm sure he thought I was a moron. <laughs> that could explain was... something. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago did this come out? Um, well, this was in 2001 when no, we did. No, this. no, 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 no. It was in Placentia, wasn't it? No, no, no. We were uh, you. Had, you were in 1605. We were in 1909. So it would have been 2003. Two. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. All right. I can't remember how many years ago it was, but I went to a drive-thru for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, going shopping one. And, and for the longest time, what I used to do was just order some popcorn chicken, and that was it. And it was the guy that was taking the order that talked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like something to drink with that? <laughs> and I'm, I was like... No. <laughs> Very well, then. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that might actually explain what the hell he was doing. Yeah, that might. Holy crap. <laughs> A mystery solved after yeah, many, think, many years. I'm sure you can find it if you Google Patrick Stewart McDonald's. I'm sure it'll come up. All righty. It's quite entertaining. It's pretty funny. I can only hope that that was not the peak of the evening, but... It sounds to me like it was. <laughs> we have a different sort of episode tonight, I think. Hmm. I am uh, I am somewhat nervous about this episode because there is a lot of room to get derailed. Oh, I'm so, sure we'll find some way to misbehave. Yes. Have, uh, Adam, have you seen the new Star Trek trailer that was released on Friday? No. It's awesome. Go watch it. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. I, I keep trying I to get Eric you. to watch it. <laughs> I just, I can appreciate the next generation because we used to watch them again and again and again. We used to tape them. And it wasn't until five years after the series started that I actually was willing to sit down and watch one of them, okay? This is next generation we're talking right. about. And I got into that and learned to appreciate it and was like, okay, yeah, all right, well, okay, this is good, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is original series now, though. We're, yeah. Yeah, they're going back. I uh, I do love Star Trek. I love the original series primarily and the original series movies. And this movie that's coming out now is the first time since Undiscovered Country, uh, what, eight, yeah, 18 years ago, that I've actually been excited don't, about a Star don't Trek Don't say film. stuff like that, Josh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Eric does not want to know that babies born on the day the last Star Trek movie was released are driving around now. That's right. I don't need to because I remember voting. what I was doing. They're voting right. now. Shut up. <laughs> Go away. 
<laughs> Adam and I will run a Satsi game or something. You, I don't want to hear from you anymore. <laughs> In fact, the, the ones who are driving are the ones that were born when Eric was legal to drink. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> time keeps on slip, slipping, slipping. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, make it stop. I want off the train. <laughs> uh, anyway, first time, though, is Undiscovered Country that I have been excited for a uh, Star Trek film. I can't wait. It looks fantastic. I, I think if you saw the new trailer, you'd be excited as well, even if you think you're burnt out on it. It's a new spin. It's fresh. It's going back to what made Star Trek great. And I'm sorry, you just reminded me of some Hollywood agent. It's a new spin. It's fresh. It's in. It's everything we've been. <laughs> no. Star Trek beats the porn industry. It's in. Go out and grab it now. <laughs> Does it leverage the synergy of thinking outside the box? <laughs> thinking outside the box. Hell, it's the new box. Everyone's going to be needing to think outside of. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, shall we play? I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew there was something we were supposed to be doing. Oh, I have decided that in the interest of the fact that it's just bugging the hell out of me that when we roll the dice, there is no cool sound accompanying rolling of the dice. So I've decided that I'm going to take matters into my own hands and break it out of 12-sider. So when I go to roll dice, you will hear. <laughs> Is this really important to you? <laughs> I mean, I, I, far be it from me. It's your show. I, I'm just confused a little. <laughs> That, that this well, because the way, the way it is right now, it's like, oh, I need to roll a D12. Okay, I rolled a two. There's just something cool about when you're listening to his own game and they have the... All right. Uh, hang on, guys. I am getting summoned. Yeah? We're just about to start, so I mean, if it's quick, I can do it now. Silence is golden. I'm contemplating this D12. <laughs> Should I use the green one, wow. the yellow one, or the frosted blue one? I go with the frosted blue. That was the one that was rolling 11 threes in a row last oh. time. <laughs> well, then maybe not go for the frosted blue. And it was the one I paid the most money for. Fair not. Now, see, this is the dilemma. This one just rolled a 10. If I had rolled a seven on my computer program, do I go by the die that I rolled or by the die that is on the screen? You go by the die that is on the screen. Damn it. You weren't supposed to be listening to that. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's uh, any, anything that needs to be done with your pops. How many did we get for the last uh, you two, you said? Two, yes. Okay, um... If there's anything you want to do, do now, or hold your peace through the episode. That could get me arrested for lewd conduct. I don't think I will. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm just going to hang on to those two and uh, come up with a new trait next time around. And we reset to uh, the regular two oomph. Yeah, you guys have four. Oh, we have four oomph. Oh, here it is. I got it written down. Three, three, two thousand and nine. Four oomph. All right. Okay, I'm going to put one into my cybernetic arm, 
which will make it four. All right. And I'm also going to do the same thing to my quick-witted trait, making it four as well. All right. All right. Well, we got a very different sort of episode this week. So uh, just sort of recap, Shaylee, uh, you guys brought, uh, well, reanimated her, so to speak, with the helmet. She's still made out of stone, but she's able to move around and talk and such. She's the thing. <laughs> but you did obtain the helmet, you obtained the shield the episode before that. And that was all in Rakil, where you killed the vampire. In the interim, between episodes, to keep the uh, storyline going here, the two of you decide that uh, you have... Well, you don't decide, it's just the way it is. You have no idea where to go next. You don't know where the sword of Zim may be hidden. You don't know the whereabouts of Valamir at the moment. So, in the absence of anything better to do, you... <laughs> You decide that you will look for a way to restore Shaylee to her human self. The only idea Ooh. either of you could come up with was a little bit of backstory here. I'm going to say that this information was known by Smack because he was uh, the one that, uh, who's what, your father taught you all the stuff about the uh, history and such, right? Yes. Yes, you're the one. So uh, you knew uh, stories of a. Uh, colony of merpeople. And uh, the king of the merpeople was named Gallic. He is a wizard, sorcerer of great esteemed power, and you thought that perhaps he would have the magic required to restore Shaylee to her normal self. So you uh, traveled from Rakil across the jungles and forests, another strange landscape of Zim, and have arrived at the coast. A rocky coast with the ocean pounding on the sand and uh, huge rock formations along the cliffs. And so episode three begins. Someone, by the way, is typing very loudly. That would be me. <laughs> Alright, just let me hear that that will be in the podcast very clearly. That's because I'm using the built-in mic, which is right next to the keyboard. Ah, yes. I'm just trying to write down <laughs> names and stuff so I don't stumble over them like I do with uh, uh, Valamir, the, the bad guy. Should also review, uh, Fantra was the mummy in the pyramid of episode one, who Shaylee serves and who was protector of the shield until it was stolen, and who has teamed up with Lord Valamir. And what's the name Shit. of the, the mer people? The king is Rag Ragal. What uh, of the mer people? Yeah, Gawick. Gal. What the hell? I don't know where. This is why I'm writing this stuff down. You see, uh, I would be willing to bet that all three of us have spelled half of these names differently. I would be willing to bet you're probably right. <laughs> Except for Fantra, because how many ways? Oh, actually, the yeah, odd that could be true as well. P H A N A T R A is how it's well, spelled. Well, not in my version of Captive Souls. It's spelled F A N T R A. Not to be confused with the fizzy drink. That's right. <laughs> okay, so we are on the ocean. I mean, on the ocean. We're on the... Uh, the shore, at the ocean. Shore. If you're on the ocean, there would be people writing about you for the next 2,000 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless we were on the, in a boat on the ocean. In which case, nobody would write about us in a million years. How are you feeling, Shaylee? The first few days were a bit rocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you, you did have metamorphic tendencies for a while there. 
Granite. Sedimentary, my dear Watson. Anyway. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> no, no mercy. Yeah. If no we're mercy. going to find a... <laughs> I love uh, the puns. Good. <laughs> You have quite the magmatic personality. <sighs> yes. Okay, we're... we're <laughs> I, I, I would participate, but my face is frozen in a rictus of terror. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last location that I came in contact with the Mer people. Actually, you've never been in contact with them. You've only heard pray tell that they were in this area. This is the ocean where I must assume Mer people would exist. Since we can't find them above the waves... Shaylee, could you take a walk about three or four hundred yards in that direction and tell us <laughs> what you see? Uh, okay. She walks three or four. How far do you want her to go? Four hundred yards, you said? Mm, maybe just a hundred yards, just so, just <laughs> until you're submerged. Oh, out into the water. Okay. Unless you feel a need to breathe. <laughs> okay, well, she walks. I, I'm she making walks the strange out. assumption that you don't need oxygen. I was wondering about that. All right, well, she walks out to the ocean anyway uh, with some... Some, uh... Anyway, she walks out there. Yeah, trepidation. That was what I was looking for. Thank you. You watch her as she walks out into the water, and uh, it will be a moment before she returns if you wish to continue your conversation. Well, shall we continue our conversation? All right, that was the last of the bad rock. (laughs) Shale. Shale. Yeah, yes, I... I, It's bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to point out, just for the record, I did not start it this time. Okay. <laughs> not, not me for once. That's right. What the hell? <laughs> Chances are, if there is a colony of mer people, it's going to be pretty far down underneath the waves. So, whether or not she needs oxygen, we do. So, I don't know. Game Master, what again does the helmet do? It brings life where there once was none. So it'll be no help whatsoever in trying to breathe underwater then. Okay. Unless it constantly keeps us from drowning because whenever we uh, get to the point of death, it reverts us back to having life. But we'd still be drowning, so that would still suck. (laughs) Shaylee returns out of the uh, ocean, water running down her stony facade. Are her clothes stone as well, by the way? Everything is stone, but it's movable stone. It's quite marvelous, I have to say. Oh, God. (laughs) Are we doing this again? (laughs) (sighs) It's all free, folks. Yeah. (laughs) She she returns there. They're going to stone us is what they're going to do. Water running down. I see nothing in the water. Most disappointing. I think we should give Shaylee a soliloquy just so Josh can burn out his throat doing that voice for ten minutes straight. (laughs) Shaylee, please, tell us everything you know. (laughs) (laughs) About everything. Never mind. That was a bad joke on the shores of our dilemma. Well, that doesn't mean there's nothing out there. It just means that she didn't find it going out a hundred yards or so. The only thing I know of that might get the attention of some of the Mer people's scouts would be to cause some kind of a disturbance that would attract their attention. Hmm. 
I Perhaps if, if I were to go to the boots of ground cracking and started a big tsunami. You took the words right out of my mouth, my friend. <laughs> That's precisely what I'll try to do. Just make um, sure but we not have a chance a... to run clear of it before it hits. Otherwise, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> not a tsunami, just a slight tremor. In fact, the softness of the sand on this beach may reduce the negative impact of the impact. Shall I give it a try? Please do. The die roll was an 8. I believe I had my trait at 7, bringing that to a 15. All right, you stomp your feet upon the ground. Which normally makes a (laughs) noise, but because he's in the sand, it's more of a... You uh, you don't manage to create a tsunami. However, I would like Blade Star to really uh, hyper awareness roll, please. Okay, just a moment. Let me see what my hype. I think it's five, but I want to make sure. Yes, it is five. Okay, and rolling my dice, adding the trait, I get a nine. You notice some bits of rock tumbling down from the uh, large rock formations a ways up the coast from where you are, that were were, uh, sent falling by the stomping. Is it like potential avalanche or... No. Okay. Just some rocks falling. The rock formation looks intriguing. Well, you started an intriguing rock formation crumbling down a way back there. Maybe if you did an Irish jig, it would really send things going. If you did the river dance. (laughs) Possible, my friend, but I would think it highly inappropriate here right next to the ocean. (laughs) For want of any people to greet us, and not knowing how to contact Gallic myself, and for want of anything better to do, perhaps we should investigate the rock formation that you noticed up the coast. That sounds good. Then we shall proceed. Let's, yes, we go up toward where the rock formation is. Uh, I just got to say, uh, the character of Smack, the way that you're uh, speaking his lines and stuff, is so perfectly indicative of the 80s dialogue in those cartoons. I just find it highly amusing. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm trying to tone it a little bit away from Warner Brothers because of the gross uh, misinterpretation of what I thought we were playing when we first got going with this. <laughs> but uh, if that's satisfactory, then then excellent. All right, you uh, arrive at the uh, large rock formation. That's where the sand meets the uh, cliffs there. You see a uh, strange... Wow. You hear a strange voice speaking out of the ether. (laughs) (laughs) It's a merperson! It's a merperson! Who tells time? You you see a strange symbol carved on the uh, rock formation uh, where the rocks had been uh, crumbling down from above. There's a uh, small crevice leading into the side of the uh, cliffs in the uh, midst of the rock formation there. Water flows in from the ocean, but you'll be able to wade through it. It's only about knee-deep here. However, the uh, opening is too narrow to uh, allow you to squeeze in. Hmm. What does the symbol look like? It is a uh, five-pointed starfish sort of looking symbol. Need another hyper-awareness. Thirteen. You find something partially buried in the pile of debris that was sent tumbling down the hill. 
I start digging through the debris and uh, find what I found. <laughs> you find a sand dollar medallion on a chain. Smack, it would seem this would indicate that there is, in fact, a mermaid colony somewhere, or a merperson colony, merpeople. That wouldn't last very long if they were all mermaids. <laughs> Indeed, my friend, and this seaside cave may offer further clues as to how we may get in touch with them. Yes, if we could just figure out how to get inside. I wonder if I can widen the gap with my laser eye. I would attempt that, my friend. I hesitate to tremor the ground once more with my boots for fear of collapsing the cave entirely. All right, let me go ahead and open my laser eye and do whatever it is I do to activate that. And it uses that standard cheesy 80s laser sound as its beam pierces the... Oh, hell. We can tell if it'll work or not if one section of the rocks is a slightly different color from the other section. Well, you see, in true Blade Star and Smack Chain More fashion... Trying to do something incredibly spiffy and cool. I rolled a one. Did you go with the uh, sound effects dice or the screen dice? (laughs) The screen dice. Oh, bummer. Yeah. All right, you uh, activate your laser eye and attempt to uh, cut the um, hole wider. In doing so, you dislodge a few more rocks, and a uh, large one comes down and bounces off of the top of Shaylee's head, chipping off a portion of her scalp. <laughs> she looks at you uh, stonily, and uh, and uh, that is all. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chief. Continuity call. Wouldn't it have just dented the helmet? <laughs> Good point. Didn't think of that. Wasn't Shaylee. Uh, yeah, that, could you it, remove... It bounced. Could Wait, you look, remove... I'm going to change this because you're absolutely right. It <laughs> <laughs> should have bounced off that. Bounced off the... You know, because you're the one to point this out. <laughs> it bounces off of the helmet. And, and smacks uh, him in the forehead. Hit, yeah, hit... Smack, smack, smack. smack. <laughs> My wife is smacking me in the forehead even as we speak. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Smack, uh, smack in the face. Oh, I, I only get what I deserved. <laughs> Never question the game master. Blade Star. Yes. Ow. Okay. That was all. I just wanted to say ow. <laughs> well, I would apologize, Smack, but given how many times your helpfulness has helped me, I think we can call it even. I have only reaped what I've deserved. Perhaps if we remove the helmet from Shay Lee, we could use her to pry the opening wider. Or no. We, just, we could just use her as a lever. And, uh, well, we don't have a good fulcrum, though, so that wouldn't work. I'd never forgive myself if she were to snap in two, and oh, I, I doubt would. that she'd forgive me either. <sighs> imagine, imagine the mess when you did finally restore her. I think at that point we would cease trying to restore her. <laughs> yes, I think running away would be the order of the day yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bad example of heroes. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place. Perhaps there's someone inside. I'll call to see if I can get their attention. Hello? 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 You hear a splash from inside, but nothing else. A splash? That is what I said. This is English for... A movement of water. 
You have nothing to fear from us. We are not selling cable service. <laughs> nothing is happening. Did it sound like a splash of just a... Just a small splash. Oh, small splash. Okay, because I'm thinking... Of, I was thinking of something else. I'm glad you clarified that, because my imagination was very different. I'm going to turn my attention away from the cave and look out toward the water, because this is just about the time that tentacules come out and grab you. Yeah. Tentacules. What do I have that I could... I am not going to waste my one arm thing on a stone cutter. <laughs> that might make Shaylee awfully wary of you as well. Well, frankly, that doesn't actually bother me as much as one might think. Because as far as I'm concerned, she's really been in no help whatsoever, and she's... I got nothing. Uh, just a laser eye. I suppose I could try that again, if at first you don't succeed in all that. Yeah, I'm going to try again. How much do I need to widen the opening before we can get through? You could probably squeeze through if you widen it by about six, eight inches. It's not a huge amount. Smack Chainmore will hold the shield of Zim over himself and Shay Lee. <laughs> you have such confidence in me, my friend. And uh, based on what happened a few minutes ago, I guess that's well-founded. Um, I'm confident that your method is still safer than mine. <laughs> I rolled, oddly enough, the same thing on both dice. 11. And plus 4, that would be 15. All right. You uh, managed to widen the gap far enough that you will just barely be able to squeeze in single file. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing the medallion. Oh, you're wearing the medallion. Yes, that way I don't have to carry it. Well, let's go, my friend. Friends. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm glad, otherwise you'd be stone deaf. <laughs> Sorry, I thought as soon as he spoke friend, the, the whole thing would widen automatically. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it would have to be the elvish word for friend. Milan! Blade Star, I think a voice came from the cave. Uh, uh, did no, it? That was Shaylee speaking. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's the smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Chesterfield have no ill effects on ear, nose, and throat. A prominent doctor has done a six-month study and shown this. Doctors prefer Chesterfield. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Blade Star, would you like to lead the way or shall I? Uh, well, I've got the light, so why don't I? Very good, then. All right, so Blade Star, followed by Schmack and uh, Shaylee, bringing up the rear. You, uh, will squeeze your way into the caves. It occurs to me that stealth is pretty much out of the question with her around, isn't it? Yeah, she's... Crushing other stones beneath her feet as she walks. Can you, uh, tone that down a bit there, Shaylee? There's no need for light in the cave, actually, because there is some sort of weird phosphorescent moss growing on the walls. The uh, water is getting somewhat deeper. It's only uh, about past your knees at this point, as you've just barely come in. The uh, After getting through the opening, it widens out into a uh, tunnel that's not huge, but it's uh, about six feet across, and uh, the water is very cold that you're wading through. <laughs> At least it's only up to our knees at this point. We're in luck, Blade Star. <laughs> yes. There's underground mystery Star Trek light here. 
And uh, as long as the water stays low like this, we won't need to worry about shrinkage. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, this is an 80s cartoon. Wouldn't say that. (laughs) 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 You, uh... Splash your way through the caves. The water uh, continues to get deeper as you go. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. I pause and hold up a hand, and I say, Wait, listen. Do you smell something? (laughs) (laughs) The canary in this cage just keeled over. (laughs) Uh, No, I just... There hadn't been a Ghostbusters reference all all day, so I had to throw one in. (laughs) After uh, getting in about waist deep, you're a long way deep into the caves now, and a mermaid pops up out of the water in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, greetings. We come in peace. Shoot to kill. Who are you? I am Blade Star, and this is my friend and compatriot. Why am I talking like this? See, this is the problem. You have that way you talk, and then I start subconsciously mimicking it. So? (laughs) It don't hurt nothing. I know, but it's just my character is supposed to be a different... Anyway, I am Blade Star, and this is my friend and comrade, Smack Chainmore. And behind me... Or behind him, actually, is our rock-solid companion, Shaylee. I see. And why have you infiltrated our domain? We We did not need to trespass. We were merely seeking shelter from the storm. It's a nice sunny summer day outside. Oh, you you know that, do you? Yes. (laughs) In truth, we seek the help of the sorcerer Gallic. Gallic? Yes. King Gawick is my father. Well, this is awfully convenient for us, then. I am Princess Shasta. All right, look. I can't. I can't. This is like Chandler not making fun of people on New Year's. (laughs) You've got Mistress Fantra. And now we've got Shasta. First of all, it's... Fantra. I don't care. The similarity is just... <laughs> We're going to have uh, the military leader of the Mer people be Captain Crush. Uh... He likes the women in this adventure to be bubbly. <laughs> well, you haven't met Pepsi yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> They're all very popular. Oh, she can be Shasta. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> there's no harm in her being Shasta. <laughs> Funny thing is, I did not actually think of that when I was creating this, the connection. My sister had a friend named that when we were kids, and that was why I took the name. Well, and the beautiful part is that we earn proof of purchase points, which are called pops. So I can honestly say, I want a pop. I want a Shasta. <laughs> It's an integral part of the game. Yeah, see? Right. Works quite nicely. It okay. works on so many Your father is a being of great legend. Yes. And we are I hoping that his power... What is it you want from him? Our unfortunate friend behind us, Shaylee, was turned to stone. 
This is not her natural state, and it is only the helmet she wears, the helmet of Zim, that keeps her in an animated form, enabling her to move around and speak and perceive the world. Were we to remove the helmet, she would be solid and lifeless. Shasta seems completely unsurprised by this information. Am I to understand that you are seeking an audience with my father? Yes. Indeed so, princess. Before anyone, particularly outsiders, are allowed to have an audience with the king, you must attend a banquet. Well, as long as we're not the main course, I think that's perfectly acceptable. And our hospitality is legendary, as you likely know. But in order to attend a banquet where you wish to be received by the king afterward, you must bring some sort of dish with you to the banquet. Did you bring the ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) It all comes together. (laughs) Now I have to put that in the damn podcast. Now you do. Oh, good, good. All right. Dovetails like a fine cabinet. (laughs) Car is a wheel. (laughs) It is right and fair and just, Princess Shasta, that we should provide something for the feast. What should we be looking for so that we don't give offense to the merpeople? I can take you to a pool where there is some great fishing. Excellent. Wow. Really? You uh, eat fish? We do. I don't know why, but that surprises me. There's not a whole lot to eat down here. Besides <laughs> yeah. fish. Ain't a lot of cotton candy machines hanging around down here. <laughs> we eat seaweed as well. Well, sometimes you just can't kelp yourself. Wow. We are already in your debt, Princess. We shall follow you to this great fishing spot. She sinks down into the water again and begins swimming away. And then stops and looks back. We're going to have a bit of a problem. Well, that shouldn't be too surprising. Between here and the pool, the water is going to get deep enough that it completely fills the tunnels. And you can't breathe underwater. Indeed so. I can cast a spell on you to allow you to breathe underwater while you are here with your permission. Okay. I would be most grateful for such a spell. And once again, thank you. Thank you for your... In order to cast such a spell, I need peace of each of you. What? (laughs) Oh, okay. Would a bit of my hair do? (laughs) You have an interesting hair, Don't say it. I I know where you're going with that. (laughs) The the Uh, smirky laugh told all. A bit of hair would do quite nicely. (laughs) I pluck out a couple of strands of hair and present it to her. As if it were about that hairdo. chain of office. She takes it and looks at Blade Star. Okay, I pull a uh, couple hairs out of my head as well, and this just feels weird. Give them to her. Here is my hair. <laughs> she looks at Shaylee. <laughs> Shaylee, you're a chip off the old block, and now we're going to prove it. I actually don't need to breathe. In this form. I could really use a smoke, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is true, princess. If it isn't too far, she should be able to walk along the bottom and meet us where we're going. She'll be rock bottom, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, treat her with kid gloves. She's going to be under a lot of pressure down there. Uh, This is just awful. But again, it's sort of in keeping. The uh, the eighties tunes were full of horrible, horrible puns. So yes. it really is sort of uh, indicative of the genre. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the mermaid takes the uh, strands of hair in her hands and turns away from you, so you can't see what she is doing. A moment later, you uh, feel gills appear in the sides of your necks. You feel like you are drowning. (laughs) Because you are not in the water. Oh, right. Into the water, my friend, quickly! Absolutely! (laughs) Splash! You can breathe much better underwater. The mermaid begins swimming off again. Much obliged, princess. (laughs) There's a great underwater sound going. Not sure what that is, but it sounds like we're listening to the inside of someone's stomach. <laughs> what the hell did your friend eat? Wow. <laughs> All right, so uh, she swims off, and you uh, and you follow, I assume? Yes. You swim for a while through the tunnels, which are now full completely of water. You turn a bend, and you find that uh, Shasta has completely stopped... I'm glad to hear that. I was afraid you were going to say she has completely disappeared. No. She's completely stopped because your way is blocked by giant, evil, mutated jellyfish. Rolls for initiative. Oh, wow. There's not even a chance of palaver. Is this the meal you spoke of, princess? (laughs) No. Because I prefer peanut butter to jelly. The die roll was 11. Mine was three. Is Umfri stored from the last episode, or do we keep it? You're at four total. It's just okay, at, it's then, at the beginning of every uh, episode. Okay, wow, then I need to spend it more, because I only spent one last time. Okay, I got seven total for my initiative. And you used an oomph? No, you add the oomph to your roll. Oh, right, 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 right. And you rolled 11 plus the oomph, yes? So that would make it 15. Right, okay. Smack is uh, up first. What would you like to do? Is talking a free action? It is, yes. By the way, I, I did not mention that there are five of these giant mutated... Giants. Holy crap, that's kind of an important point. To... <laughs> well, I think I, I think I said a group of... I didn't hear that, I just heard a mutated jellyfish. I said a group of, and okay, I uh, well, wanted to mention that there was five of them. More glory, my friend, more glory. <laughs> Princess, you are familiar with these dangerous creatures. What are their weak points? Or do they have one? They don't really have any. They're just really, really big jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> they're strong, but they're just jellyfish. Well done. I think they might have we'll swallowed what... some nuclear waste at some point in the distant past. That's terrible. Wow. <laughs> Smack Chain War is going to try and encircle at least one of them in the electric chain of justice. All right. Yeah, wait for it. This is going to be interesting, folks. <laughs> Underwater electricity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the die roll is an 8 plus 7 brings it to a 15 again. 
All right, you swing the chain and manage to uh, ensnare two of the jellyfish in your chain. The uh, pressure of the chain on their delicate jelly-like bodies causes them to explode in a messy gelatinous goop. However... (laughs) I mean, yay! (laughs) In addition to that, your electric chain of justice... Sends electricity through the water and shocks all of the humanoid life forms in the, uh, well, all the biological, I should say, life forms in the vicinity, which makes Shasta receive a setback token. Smack receives a smack, uh, a smackback token. A smackback token. <laughs> token. And Bladestar does as well. Shaylee does not, being made of stone, which is impervious to electricity. However, the other three jellyfish are stunned. They are uh, not particularly disabled, but are stunned by the electricity. Uh, So that is going to let them fall to the bottom of the initiative uh, pack, I have decided. My deepest apologies, Princess. I had not thought before I acted. (sighs) She just looks at you a bit dazed and... (laughs) With her hair standing on. Yes. <laughs> Shaylee moves forward. And I'm rolling for Shaylee. Grabs one of the three remaining jellyfish between her hands and squishes it. It too explodes in a gelatinous oh, mess that coats her face and drips down in thick rivulets from her helmet. I'm amazed we're still on the air with all the stuff that goes on in this show. Ew. I mean, yay! <laughs> oh, I snorted. Um. <laughs> and as you snort, a bit of the goop goes into your gills. <laughs> it makes you cough, and it has a salty, boogery flavor to it. <laughs> oh, God! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No mercy. There's no mercy in this Uh, show. Really, really. (laughs) That puts Bladestar up next. Okay, where are we actually having this fight? Underwater. Uh, There's a large tunnel that's full of water leading deeper into the caves and rocks and such. There's still phosphorescent moss growing on the... I know. I'm I'm just trying to think of something more creative than just, I draw my sword and stab the beast. With my steely knife. But, uh... <laughs> There's rocks on the floor, that sort of thing. Not a whole lot else in the vicinity. Yeah. Well, let's see. Not hell with it. I draw my sword and stab the beast. <laughs> All right, I would like you to roll your sword, however. It is a mechanical, I cybernetic know, know. device. <laughs> and you are underwater. It has been submerged for quite some time now. But it was inside its retracted You have a cybernetic arm that it's part of. Yeah, I know. uh, (laughs) So I'm going to have you do a couple of things. You're going to first roll the arm, and then I want you to roll the... uh, uh, Was it actually... I'm trying to remember how the rules worked for your... uh, I think it's your subplot, right? Oh, that's right. Your quirky My, prototype. I'm a quirky prototype. I can't remember what the rules are on that. That's a trait, right? You rule something. Hey, let me see. I believe. 
it's a detrimental. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Uh, which is, uh, like it's one X. Yeah. So you, yeah, you roll two dice and you use the lowest roll and then add your sword to that. Now, am I rolling the sword or am I rolling fierce fighter and adding the enhancer quality to it? Uh, well, your sword is an enhancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna roll the fierce, but it has fighter. its own rating as well. Yeah. No, no, I'm just yeah, kind of unclear roll, on how that works. The way we do it, you roll the fierce fighter, you add the sword, but you're gonna to have to roll two dice and use the lowest. Okay. So that's gonna be added seven to whatever I roll, and damn it, I hate this roll. <laughs> this sucks. I rolled a three and a ten. I'll add the three. So my total, coincidentally enough, is ten. Your sword comes out, but due to being underwater, it is slow in the uh, extension, and uh, you weren't expecting that. You swing and miss the jellyfish by a wide margin, which latches on to Shasta and begins sucking blood from her. Yay! I mean, ew! All right, Shasta is out of commission in uh, this state, so uh, Mr. Uh, Smack Chainmore is up next. I would like to extend my hand to the vile creature attaching itself to a princess, no less, and exert gravity grip, drawing on the powers of the gravity of Zim, to grip the creature as tightly as possible away from the princess. All right, roll the gravity grip. And I roll a four on the die, plus seven. Four plus seven, eleven, uh, is it? Yes. All right. <laughs> you exert your gravity grip, and the jellyfish comes with a sucking sound, flying off of Shasta's side, where there are now horrible, red, ugly welts. The jellyfish, uh, under the pressure of the gravity grip, also explodes in your face. Smack, look at you. Ew. In addition, Yay! In, addition, in addition, this is just fun for uh, just grossness. Your gravity grip has an unforeseen effect, given that you're in I know water, and gravity affects water, hence the waves and the moon and all of that. The water comes flowing very briskly through the tunnel, sweeping everyone backward and slamming you all into the walls of the uh, tunnel. <laughs> Here I am helping again. (laughs) (laughs) That gives everyone uh, another uh, setback token. However, it also destroys the last jellyfish because it slams into the wall as well. The helmet, however, goes flying off of Shaylee's head. She turns instantly to an inanimate statue once again, and it is uh, being swept away in the current down the tunnel. Use your chain! I leap instantly to action. <laughs> Using the chain. All right. I understand the consequences I am putting on us, but... Mm. I'll go for Shaylee with the chain. You try and get the helmet. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I knew there was something I was... Yeah, I'm going to go after the helmet. Thank goodness. Okay. Our I don't, wait, okay wait, 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 wait. I don't think I explained well, because... Uh... 
Shay Lee is not going anywhere. She is a completely stone statue that weighs so much that the current can't possibly carry her away. It's just... You just said she was being swept away by the current. No, the helmet is being swept away by the current. She sank to the bottom. Ah, that the makes things a bit easier. Yeah, so you need to use the chain to go after the helmet would make more sense. That's why I said... Stand I by, I everyone. This is really going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an 11 on the die, plus the 7 makes an 18. All right, you snag the helmet before it is out of sight. Ow! Dire consequence to you all. <laughs> As the battle is over and setback tokens are not going to make a damn bit of difference at this point. <laughs> I am, uh, good. Well, I they would for me. I have three of them, so... I'm, the fourth I'm would... counting the, uh, the penalty here for the electricity in the water as you each lose an oomph for the rest of this game. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. well. You're down to three oomphs for this so? uh, episode. And, uh, but the helmet is saved. That was close. And it was all my fault. That's all right. You did manage to uh, destroy the jellyfish, so, you know... I sincerely hope we don't run into more like that. Princess, are you all right? I am alive. She still looks a bit dazed, and there are huge red welts all over her shoulder and arm from the jellyfish. I suppose we shall proceed. Yes. <laughs> Shaking her head as if to clear it. She begins swimming again, and you all follow, after a moment realizing that you're leaving Shaley. Oh, no, I, I realized I just don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> it may be difficult to cure her of the malady without her presence. No, no, exactly where to find her. I think <laughs> in the labyrinth of caves, it may not be. And besides, what makes you think I really want to cure her? I just didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> I think we shall have to reanimate Shaylee, Bladestar. Otherwise, life could get quite a bit more complicated. There's nothing we could do with this helmet at dinner, except perhaps put an amusing dip in it. Makes <laughs> <laughs> a heck of a fondue! Let's put, <laughs> let's, let's put it to better use and bring uh, Shaylee right, back to... Fine. Well, how... Well, all right. Uh, which one of us lucky people gets to go down and try to find her at the bottom of the, whatever this is, tunnel? I think we're still in the tunnel, yes? Yes. Okay. So I'll swim down and place the helmet back on Shaylee. <laughs> she wakes up and seems rather groggy and stands again. Okay, I have to tell you, I don't know if you are aware of this, but Skype did a weird thing just then and made that sound about ten times as weird as it was supposed to. It sounded very demonic. It was actually kind of cool. <laughs> Alright, the uh, mermaid swims off and you follow. Oh, by the way, Shaylee, you're welcome. <laughs> Yes, because I wanted to be turned to stone and have rocks bounced off my head and be told to walk into the ocean and turn back into stone and generally just abused. Well, there are only the three of us on this planet, or up until now, we have the Merb colony. If you had to find nice amusement to somewhere. Our only chance to repopulate the Earth. Oh, God, help us all. <laughs> Where's the Earth? 
Repopulate Zim. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm nauseous. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think you want to do that with me in this state. Bicker. <laughs> what makes you think I want to do that with you in the other state? We're going down such a non-cartoon road yes, here. Yes, we are. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Pull it together, gentlemen. Come on. This is serious. All right. Late star, my friend. This bickering will get us nowhere. We should proceed and follow the princess. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. You, uh, you eventually end up in a uh, huge underwater cavern full of all sorts of exotic fish. Wait, you did say cavern, right? Skype kind of blurred that a bit, and I just want to make sure we didn't run into an underwater tavern. Yes, this is an underwater cavern. With a C. With a C, with a C. Okay. yes. It'd be okay. difficult yeah. to drink in a tavern here. It's no, when you got water all over the place. It's... <laughs> It'd be difficult to drink anything else but the water in an t- underwater tavern. Yes, uh, underwater cavern, full of all sorts of brightly colored fish and such. By standing up, you can just barely get your heads uh, above water if you wish, but it's about up at chin level at this point. When you uh, stand, you still are perfectly capable of breathing underwater. The spell is working well. And the fish are all swimming around and having a good time, not realizing that you're about to catch any of them for a banquet. Shasta, how long does this uh, ability to breathe underwater last? Until I lift the spell on you. Oh, okay. Well, then, we'll just get busy and catch as much as you think we need for dinner. One large fish apiece should suffice. Okay. I don't want to use my sword again. That went so well last time. Now, when we say large, are we talking about the size of a sack of grain or refrigerator-sized? In the words of Qui-Gon Jinn, there's always a bigger fish. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're, t- we're talking 10 or 12-pound fish is what we need here. Oh, then I'd like to reach out and snatch one as soon as it swims by me. Are we trying that gravity grip thing again? We are not. <laughs> we are absolutely not. We are going to attempt the nimbus of nimbleness. All right. Uh, all right. Nimbus of nimbleness. Oh, I like it. I'm using this one from now on. The frosted blue one. It's not rolling threes anymore. I got a 12, and I think nimbus of nimbleness was down at four. All right. So you, that's a, uh, you managed... You manage to catch the fish. However, they are extremely slippery, and it slides out of your grasp. Curses! I failed, my friend. Perhaps you can catch one. Yes, I was just trying to figure out what the best approach would be, because if I uh, take my cyber arm and pull out the go-go gadget fishing pole, <laughs> I'm going to be stuck with it throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, um, you have no bait, anyway. Oh, I would come up with something, but yeah. And it would be difficult to fish with a fishing pole when you're submerged as well. Just I could find a way. I'm resourceful like that. Just pointing out the flaws in the plan. I would use the laser eye, except if things go the way they've been going, it would boil the water and us in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just pause for a moment, because I just want to explain the genesis of this episode a little bit. I had a completely different idea for what the third episode was going to be. And uh, in thinking and working on that story, which will come later, something triggered one thing led to another in my brain, and I realized that all of your superpowers are lousy for underwater adventures. <laughs> Hence, this episode How nice of you to capitalize on our weaknesses <laughs> like that. 
No, it's offering a challenge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we got to do things like normal people do, maybe, a little bit. I'm sorry so I can't help you, but I am not allowed to help the guests with the dish that they are bringing to the banquet. It is against most Perfectly understandable, custom. princess. Out of curiosity, Shasta, how do your people catch these fish? We use nets, typically. Yeah, I thought of that as well, by the way. But uh, again, I hate that limitation. I may have to discuss that at some point. Um, I, I don't want to do it, damn it. I don't want to have a net dragging along behind me for the rest of the game. Not only that, but I would have serious issues allowing that, because that really doesn't make sense for a cybernetic arm. I, I'm all with the gadgets and the uh, lasers and the missiles and the chainsaws and all the other weird things that you thought about turning that into. But uh, net just does not seem to fit that category of thing. You'd have to convince me that that would be uh, legal if you wanted to try to do that. Okay, well, first of all, the arm doesn't turn into the object. It just comes out of the arm. Right, I understand that. Okay. But that um, just doesn't seem to fit the category of things that my understanding of the arm is supposed to have. It would be like if you decided, you know, we're hungry, I'm going to have a cooked chicken leg pop out <laughs> of my Mac arm. pop out of my arm. Much on that. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so... Which has cannibalistic consequences that I just was not thinking about when I <laughs> used that example. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so the, the action comes to a screeching halt. Between the two of you, you should be able to... Wait a minute, wait. Are the, are the only fish in this area, like... Is the largest one, like, a 14-pounder? Is there one that's bigger than that? Uh, there's nothing bigger than about that size now. Okay. That's well, pretty much about the same size. All swimming around. I can make another alternative attempt, but I I'm, I'm, don't want to jump on uh, Bladestar's turn, so I'm just well, going to wait. Yeah, I was thinking I could throw a rock at one, but we're submerged in water, so throwing anything would be possible. It just wouldn't be very effective. Exactly. Um, damn it. Shut up. And the medallion doesn't have any kind of special properties or anything on it. It's just a... Why am I even wearing this? Um, my friend. Okay, I'm going to use my agility and reach... Um, I'll just have the same thing happen that happened to him. It's very funny. I uh, Your guys' brain has not gone anywhere near where mine went for this particular portion. Which is interesting. <laughs> The fact that our brains don't go where yours goes doesn't surprise me in the least, sir. I've seen where yours goes. It's scary. Oh, dear. Shasta begins singing idly. <laughs> I will not demonstrate this part of the game. Thank you. I really... It's just like people do. Shasta. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Anything I can think of, the water is going to screw up! I have a cooperative idea, if I can get your help. I'm open to any suggestions you might have, because I'm stuck. Bladestar, have you a blade that you can produce that would poke a myriad of holes in my cape? Uh, not without getting us electrocuted. Unless I can... Yes, I do, by God. I'll use my one shot and... Transform your arm into yeah. what? A uh, stiletto. <laughs> okay. Then I remove my cape and fold it over several times. 
Poke as many holes in this as you can, my friend, and perhaps I can make use of it as a makeshift net to catch one of these creatures. Okay, I poke a bunch of holes into the cave. All right, well, first you got to roll for your uh, transformation thing. Oh, okay. Six. Total? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, you were successful. Yeah, the cape wasn't exactly resisting. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's yeah, just for the transformation. This was just for there. the transformation, but we'll assume oh, that you oh, did. I'm okay, you've got, you've got holes in your cape. You're going to need a new cape. <laughs> Thank you, Star. We now have a tool with which we can capture dinner. Possibly. Yes. Who is going to make the attempt? Smack, it's your cape. I'm assuming you are going to make the attempt. Well, I could give it to Bladestar if he wants to give it a try. Well, you're going to use it. Oh, the way I'm rolling, I think I've done enough. (laughs) And he's got agility, so I would uh, let you guys work it out. Go ahead. Oh, come on. Give it a try. All right. I uh, take the cape. And I swoop it down on, on a passing fish. Agility roll. I hate this computer program and everything it stands for. These. <laughs> <laughs> what did the computer program ever do to you? Oh, no. I have a total of seven. All right. Well, you just barely managed to catch one of the fish in the makeshift net. That's one down. Success. You need one more. Well done, my friend. Yes. <laughs> the only problem is, how are we going to catch the second one? Well, I've got one more idea. It's just so crazy, it might work. Okay. Sorry, I think that's a required line at least once a year in some of these guys. That's right. <laughs> yes, I'm going to take the silver spear that I killed the vampire with. I'm going to try to skewer one of the fish with it using Nimbus of Nimbleness. There you go. And so, oh, I love this die. Twelve, <laughs> thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. All right, you swing and you double it, so he actually got thirty-two. Oh, that's right. Holy that's crap! Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. so you uh, swing the spear. You uh, managed to actually spear two fish. Dig it. A red fish and a blue fish. <laughs> <laughs> So you have three fish (laughs) Which have been caught Amazingly enough We open their bellies and they have green eggs and ham inside That's right You have a fish kebab (laughs) My next My next My next next magical trick I was going to ask the princess if I could borrow her bra (laughs) That would have been the next thing We haven't got a net This didn't work What are you wearing? Uh, okay, now now that you have your fish, again, another uh, sort of behind-the-scenes moment. I thought for sure you guys were going to try to use the helmet as a sort of bucket to catch the fish in. Um, try okay, to get them genius, to swim. fish can swim. Yes, but swing it around, trying to get the fish to swim into the helmet. Yes, but once they swim into the helmet, you then take you the helmet, we're submerged completely in water. No, you uh, you cover the, the helmet with, like, say, the cape or something, and then you kill the fish, so it doesn't swim away. <laughs> yeah, but a 14-pound fish wouldn't fit in a helmet. It's a big helmet. And she's, besides, she's wearing the helmet. If we yeah, take it off, she... it's going to swoop down to the bottom of the thing again. 
That's well, she's true. already standing on the bottom of the thing. Your solutions were much better. It was just what I was expecting you to try about that. That's true. She's already on the bottom. Well, what the hell? It's six of one. We got three fish. The That's princess right. ought to be happy. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Except just so long as we don't get hollow. Now you don't have a cape. All right, well, huh. shall we? A trivial matter when it comes to the successful completion of our adventure, my friend. So I guess what I have to do this, I'm sorry, you can hate me afterwards, but I guess what we're going to do is have a banquet in which we are going to be eating Cape Cod. That was that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> that was well done. The corpus callosum of my brain the, is not it's not melting. I like that. The Cape Cod. The Cape Cod. That's right. <laughs> All right. I should get a chalkboard here and just start like making little marks. <laughs> okay, that's one. Actually, that's two. Yeah, he came up with a good one last time too. So you, you got the Cape Cod. He's got the fish kebab, and the... right. <laughs> We're off. Okay. All right. I'll be ready then, Shasta asks. We are indeed. Indeed, Princess. Please proceed. She uh, swims off to the tunnels. You follow a bit awkwardly, carrying a uh, fish in a cape and a couple of fish on a silver spear. But uh, it's nothing of a shield and a cross and a medallion and a helmet. Well, she's got the helmet, but and a stone lady walking behind us. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a visual there, I have to say, yeah. the, the whole picture. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, work your way through the tunnels and eventually come out into a huge, huge cavern that uh, you're able to uh, stand in the water. The water only comes up to uh, about chest level here, and you find that you're able to breathe both in and out of the water in this room. because It's very humid. Something about the spell that she cast on you is making that possible. In the center of the uh, room is a huge, huge stone formation that has been smoothed out on top to make sort of a table. Seated around the table are a, a group of mermen and mermaids. At one end of the uh, table, at the head of the table, is what you can only assume is King Gawick. Spread out across the table are uh, various dishes of fish and seaweed. You notice none of which is cooked. It's a sushi banquet. (laughs) (laughs) The mermen and mermaids all turn to look at you, including the king, as you enter, and Shasta speaks. I bring travelers who come requesting an audience with you, father. However, I have told them that they must wait until after the banquet, and they have brought the uh, requisite... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm having a hard time with vocabulary today. Fish. No, not fish. The uh, requisite... Uh, well, yeah, well, we'll just say fish. And that's meal, compensation, meal, tribute. Contribution, that's what I was looking for. The king nods, uh, several people come forward... Shasta takes the fish from you both and unwraps it from the cape and examines it closely on the spear before handing it over ceremoniously to some of the people who take it and lay it on the plate before the king. As I give him back his cape and I say, you'll forgive me if I don't sleep very close to you for the next few weeks. 
or at least downwind. I don't know. That cape might have some magical powers now. I think it might be a holy relic. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's all your guys' fault. I wasn't doing this last week. I felt this week I needed to fight back. (laughs) So Shasta points to uh, some empty spots along the side of the table where you are expected to uh, stand. All right. I go over and stand where I'm supposed to stand. Do I get my spear back, by the way? I'm sorry. I had my mute on. I stand by the table. And did I get my spear back, or do they still have it sticking uh, yeah, to it? Yeah, no, you got it back. Okay, cool. All right, the banquet begins with the uh, different people looking at you quite interestedly. I just realized, I keep saying I have the cross. I don't know if I have the cross, because we used it to open that door. I don't oh, think yeah, I that's, that was uh, long ago lift in the door. I, okay. I, didn't realize you thought you still had that. Yes, I did. I wasn't sure. So, good clarification there. So, in front of each of you is a plate of uncooked fish and seaweed. Equally uncooked. Are people just digging in? I left left a bit out of this. Let's just uh, pause for a moment and let me finish my description of the room. Mm -hmm. On the far side of the uh, room from where you came in, there is a large sort of natural archway that leads into some tunnels where there seems to be a lot of activity going on. The ceiling of this particular cavern is completely covered with the phosphorescent moss, giving the room a very bright appearance. In the center of the table, there is a large stone rock um, that appears to be part of the table with a silver sword that seems to be sticking up out of it. It appears to be some sort of ceremonial symbol of the uh, Mera King. I love it. Just letting you know. (laughs) I am so not going to make a swordfish joke. (laughs) <laughs> and yet you did anyway even as you swore you would not uh, that son of a mind you cannot come in here unless you say so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I place in front of you full of, I forget uh, I better come out there with you <laughs> you place in front I'm of sorry, you full ahead. of fish and seaweed Smack Chainmore attempts to eat just a little bit of various items that are on the plate in front of him. Bladestar. Uh, Bladestar attempts to eat any of the items that are in front of him <laughs> and looks like he is about to puke. <clears throat> the uh, other people are enjoying their food with much gusto and are uh, looking somewhat offended that you are not eating more enjoyably. He forces himself to eat and tries to look like he's enjoying himself, but it's pretty obvious he's not. Mmm, that's really good. Shades of the uh, shepherd's pie custard thing in (laughs) that Friends episode. Mmm, it's good. (laughs) Tastes like feet. Courage, my friend. Less than an hour ago, you were breathing air. Everyone's eating except for, of course, Shaylee, who is just sort of hovering behind you, too, looking like she doesn't know what she should be doing. 
I look at her. You can eat. Eat. I, Here, you want some? I can't eat. There's nowhere for it to go. <laughs> well, you can... You'd think with all the time I've spent stoned, I'd have the munchies, but... I don't. <laughs> look, if you can talk, you can eat. I really can't. There's nowhere for the air to go either, but it seems to be finding a way. I can't breathe, can't eat. I can smoke. <laughs> Which is a joke, it just doesn't seem to stop being fun. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a commotion. The king goes into Caesar's and is grabbing his throat. Convulsing, he falls face first into his plate. I rush over to the king. Because it gives me an excuse to Stand put aside my Several of the mermen shout at you, sounding suspiciously like merman. What did they say? Stand back! You can see he's in mortal Several of the uh, mermen grab you three, Shaylee and Smack and Bladestar, in incredibly strong grips, far beyond what you would have expected from uh, people. You have poisoned the king. That was the first we have you brought. brought him. You must be tried for treason. Princess, speak to them. You know this isn't true. Shasta's nowhere to be seen, and the sword is gone. Oh, this is just lovely. Curses. We've been wiki-wakied. <laughs> You must be taken to the dungeons. We didn't do anything. We weren't even anywhere near the king when he was... That was the fish you brought. He was eating. Well, it's that fish. Un- it's nasty to begin with. These no charges against this are untrue. And what's more, I think you know they're untrue. Some other men come and take the king's body away very ceremoniously. They look stricken. He was obviously a well-loved king who is now dead. Where is the princess? She must be coronated. She was here a minute ago. And that relic of great value that was at the center of the table has disappeared too. If you find that and the princess, I think you'll find the poisoner of the king as well. The princess would not have poisoned her own father. Yes, but whoever has taken her might have. The women are looking at each other uncertainly, but are still holding you fast. When we entered your realm, we came in through a cave where we were met by the princess. Why was she unguarded, roaming freely at the outskirts of your kingdom, where there are dangerous creatures, five of which we had to protect her from and save ourselves from? Yes. Can so you answer that? The princess is free to do as she wishes. It is not wise for her to go off. But she is headstrong, and sometimes does anywhere. Well, Anyone? her headstrong nature has gotten her in real danger this time. What kind of fool would poison the king without escaping immediately? And besides, the headstrong nature of her personality doesn't excuse the fact that you were negligent in protecting her. You could have tailed her behind... Well, that sounds weird. Tailed behind her. Which is Tail. very appropriate for her people, I have to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was unintentional. Actually, we could go to your dungeons where you would find out nothing, or we could aid you in finding out who actually perpetrated this crime. It's your choice. Please make it now. (laughs) 
Sorry. They, they look nearly convinced. Why were you here? We wanted to know if, if His Majesty could uh, find a way to restore our <laughs> companion there. I heard that. <laughs> Between the people and Shaylee, my throat's going to be shot after this game. <laughs> yeah, all we need is an insect creature to make it complete. Now, that's when you break out the vocoder and just let the electronics yeah. do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your friend? Um, or, sorry, your companion. <laughs> She I was heard bitten that. By an evil... <laughs> <laughs> she was bitten by an evil rat in the lands above. You will join <laughs> us in, in finding the perpetrator. I am now not only fishy, but I am French. <laughs> I wasn't going to comment. I was going to let that pass. Uh, we will assist you in any way we can. One false move and we kill you. Understood? Don't worry, all of our moves will be true. <laughs> Don't and make promises you can't keep. <laughs> you know, we're in this mess because we're trying to do something for you. So a little less lip might be a good thing. <clears throat> huh? All right. The merman let you go. Come with me. He points to two of his mer people to come with. And uh, you all, in a group, head back out the way that you had come. All right. Uh, hyper-awareness, Mr. Bladestar. Is Bladestar your first name, your last name, or is your name Blade Star? Yes. <laughs> well, which of it? <laughs> there was no it's yes all the above. <laughs> Uh, uh, I rolled a seven total. My dice rolling sucks today. All right. You notice nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Which causes you to run head first into Walt. No. All right. Uh, you uh, continue swimming back the way you came, back through the pool of fish. You have any sort of powers of observation whatsoever there, Smack? <laughs> I've noticed that light enters in through my eyes when my lids are not closed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I will roll a die just to see, starting at zero, if I happen to notice anything. Oop, grab the right one. Okay, good. The die roll is a ten. Ah, okay, that's better. Far off in the distance, you smack, amazingly, because usually <laughs> you're not the one who's observing things. See, in the distance, the uh, figure of Shasta... Swimming as fast as she can away, holding the sword from the table. Warrior from under the sea. Look, there's the princess. And she has your relic that was gracing the center of the table. The people look at each other confusedly. <laughs> no, no, look over there. They saw her. Oh, now they're looking okay. at each other. We must find out what is going on. <laughs> You follow, you follow through the tunnels and back to the uh, crevice where you first came in to the tunnels. You and the mer people work your way out through the crevice. The mer people, incidentally, their tails sort of split about a foot 
at the bottom, giving them a sort of way of rudimentary walking when they're on dry land. Just a note Ooh. of interest. So they can kind of walk upright. You uh, come out of the crevice just in time to see Shasta, who's several yards away, clutching the sword and approaching Valamir. Oh, crap! As she does, she transforms into Fantra. If you say a certain three words, I'm going to kill you. It's, it's, it's coming soon, but not yet. <laughs> Those three words that you are expecting. <laughs> well, I don't know how they can possibly... In a burst of bright magic, they teleport away. And you are all standing there looking quite surprised. The leader, the leader of the Murgards turns to you, looking rather shocked. What has become of our princess? That was not her. Either that or she's had a secret she's not told anyone. I have known the princess since she was a guppy. <laughs> that was not my princess. All right. She must then... have been taken prisoner. We need her back. She is the last currently living king of the king. She needs to be a ruler. I'm sorry, could you just say kin of the king one more time? <laughs> she is the last remaining kin of the king. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well. We needed her back, and we cannot survive long on the land. They have taken her prisoner, we believe. We will rescue her. We will do everything in our power to recover your princess safely. Clearly, this fiendish deception was meant to kill the great sorcerer Gallic. Well, and you are get the sword of Zim. Could you bring back the sword of Zim? It shall be so. To be continued. That episode didn't take nearly as long as I thought it was going to, actually. Jesus, well, guys, I, I am absolutely as dense as concrete. I am absolutely as dense as concrete. That was very insensitive of me, and I'm very sorry about that. Of what? What? You were talking about Smack Chainmore and what his perception was like. Oh, no, no. I, I didn't even... that. Didn't even cross I my just mind. rewound myself and I thought, geez, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> no. <laughs> we make, Say jo- shit we like make that. Jo- we make jokes like that. You can make jokes like that. Yeah, it didn't bother us. Alright, that's I, I didn't even like, put it together until you just pointed it. Yeah, me either. I didn't even cross my no, mind. As, as soon as I rewound myself, I was like, Holy crap, come on, Pinero. <laughs> In fact, uh, yeah. why don't blind people skydive, Adam? <laughs> uh people it scares the hell out of their guide dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just, like, hit me right between the brain. And nah. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, okay. You're a lot well, more concerned we're... about it than we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't even uh, occur to me. I had well, no idea what you were like... even talking about. Well, Smack and Blade are thoroughly fucked at this point. <laughs> Maybe, kind of, sort of. I mean, it's a cartoon, so it's got to go somewhere from here. But holy crap, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. All right, they so could have just said, no, screw you. You're going in the dungeon. Fuck yeah. you. We're locking you up. 
Oh, yeah, by the I, way, I we're taking you, off that spell. I wanted, you, <laughs> I wanted you guys to talk your way through that, so that went well. So, so uh, before we completely end this, I have a question to my mighty game master extraordinaire. We're not completely done because you still have to do the moral of the story, and I have to oh, reward dear. your pops. So wait, there's there's a moral in the middle of a two parter. Uh, oh, I guess there is, is, isn't there? Yeah, and a very um, episode. So uh, this was the end of that episode. It's just you know to be continued. Is is that big pyramid still there, or did it disappear after we uh, finished? It's still out there in the desert somewhere. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that might be where they went. Anyway, the moral of the story. Let's Moral of the story. Kids, today I found myself in a situation where I had to eat fish. And I really, 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 really don't like fish. But you know, if I hadn't tried fish... I would never have known whether I liked it or not. So when your parents put something down in front of you at dinner time, don't just turn your nose up at it and frown in disgust. Give it a try. That's right, kids. And remember, when you're a guest in someone else's home, the same thing applies. Try whatever's on your plate in front of you. You never know. You may find a food that you really, really like. And if it disgusts you entirely... Hopefully they've got a household pet that's waiting under the table to take whatever it is that you don't eat. Just make sure they don't see you. Ha, 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 And that's the end of the story so far. Well, All that right. sucked a little less than last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Feed, feedback on the, on the episode because I like doing that. I love the fact that you put us in an environment that, like, screwed over. The yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what that. I was completely just like, crap, everything I thought of was going to backfire because of the water. That was very good. Write <laughs> <laughs> your way out of this one, John Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, had fun. I really need to get those movies. I had fun putting that one together. I, uh, I, thought, I, th- I actually think that was the best episode, actually, so far. Yeah, out of the three we've had, I agree. Keen stuff happened. What I'm wondering now is at what point did Shasta actually get absconded with? Who were we talking to to begin with? It was probably Fantra. Yeah, might have always been. We may not even have seen the real princess or princess, as it were. I like the fact that pursuing a a cure for uh, this relative stranger, I'm still not figuring out what the hell Shay Lee has to do with all this except being the handmaid to this shape-changing bitch that's fucking everything up. (laughs) If you'll, if you'll pardon my saucy tongue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she just gives this aura of being an innocent victim. Not particularly noteworthy, but also not particularly somebody that you should blame for every damn thing. She just happens to be who she is and do what she does. And because we're knights of Shen Sin, we've got to figure some way to help her. I love the fact that Blade Star thinks she's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the choice. I like the dynamic between you two that way, where Blade Star is just like, I could care less if she drops dead, and yeah. you're like, No, we must be noble and do the right thing. What do you want now, Shaylee? What are my kidneys? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll carry you over the mountain. Sure, no problem. Yeah, I love the I love it's the great. dynamic there. I love the dynamic there. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's like, 
We need to save her. No, we don't. Well, <laughs> Let her drop. Uh, yeah, the fact that we're helping her is what actually leads us to where this sword was briefly. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to give you each five pumps for that oh, cool. episode. Thank you. I'll write down at the top of my sheet. I had two left over from last time. That means that I can come up with a new aspect for the next thing. Yeah, I like the fact, too, that you guys are continuing to expand your characters because I can continue to make the uh, episodes have bigger and bigger challenges. And it's sort of like back then, you know, a new action figure would come out of that character with some new gizmo or gadget that would pop out of their chest or whatever. Yeah. You know, so that's, I think that's fun. Can we lose the stupid... It's bad enough that my arm is a one-shot, but then to compound it with the fact that it has to stay there the entire time, it just goes I, I from... Think, I think that's fine, because it's only on a per-episode basis. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd be too powerful, because you'd be just changing it all the time and all kinds of credit. No, no, I don't have a problem with it. No, I'm not talking about the one-shot part of it. I'm talking about the fact that it's stuck there the whole time. <laughs> That just that just goes from being... I'm kind of unclear on what that actually is. You've got a sword that comes out of your cybernetic arm. Yeah. Right. I also have compartments in the arm that have things uh, stored into it. Basically. Yeah, and rather than categorize all of them and figure out what they are, it's more like the convenient thing that I need to get out of or to help in a situation, and right, once like per episode I can use that. Like the stiletto or the buzzsaw. Right. But the problem you're having with is is the fact that if you choose Buzzsaw, then that's the only thing you can get out of it for the rest of the episode? No, my problem is if I choose Buzzsaw, that means my damn arm has a Buzzsaw hanging off of it for the rest of the episode. Oh, I or, didn't know that. Or if I choose Stiletto. Yeah, that was why we were making all the jokes about the fact that on my arm I've got the sword out, and then I've got a chainsaw that I'm trying <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't I love work. it. I love it. It's too slapsticky. I don't really. If you, if you uh, ever go beyond being a quirky prototype, then we can uh, redesign that portion of your programming. What you need to find is a brilliant inventor who can finish the. Uh... You said we're like the only two people on this planet. Yes, but that's obviously well, not true. You just met a bunch of them. Yeah, and plenty of mer people. You were just the only two we that you had... knew of. Oh, okay. Slight revision of the concept last time when we talked to him about it. So far as we know, we're the last two nights of Shenzhen. <laughs> but the problem with having populated cities that aren't in ruins is 50 billion NPCs <laughs> you suddenly have to come up with. I well, mean, and the whole point of Valamir getting locked away in the sphere and on this planet and all that was that he had laid it waste. So it was like, here you go, you, you know, you've reaped your reward sort of thing. He turned the place into a kind of a almost ghost town. Right, and then they locked him in there. So, Eric, what actually would you like to change about the arm? Just that you could retract the thing again? Or, yeah, that's or... all I want to change, so that it's not... Because if you think about it from a logistics standpoint, anytime you want to use the arm for anything that is just a normal thing, you can't because this big honking whatever is there, or the chainsaw or whatever it is. I, I, it gives so much more room for uh, disaster, particularly when you roll the ones, which you have a habit of doing at the wrong moments. <laughs> And if you've got something hanging off your arm, it's just a perfect go-to there. I tell you what, though, I will consider your request. I've worked in customer service. I know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I will consider it. That's about as meaningful as, yes, we'll make a note of that for you. That's on our list of innovations. (laughs) Your request is important to us. I'll make a note to my supervisor about that. Thank thank you. you. I'm putting this note on your account. There you go. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. 
So we got, when we got done with those jellyfish, I was doing the Homer Simpson thing. Note to self, don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, too, that you guys, you walked right into the whole water thing, using the chain and the gravity and the arm and the... Hey. I knew it was coming, I just didn't see a way around it. So it's kind of like, okay, well, this will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I wasn't worried about was having to figure out some way of being able to breathe underwater. Like, you know, well, we're going to go and study engineering and then metallurgy and then me- <laughs> and then we'll then make physics. ourselves tanks and then physics and we'll make ourselves underwater tanks. I wasn't worried about that. I knew that this wasn't going to go very far unless the mer people themselves came up with some way to make us breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I've got a, a trait that I can add right now. Um, that's been miss. Uh, if I've got, I've got two pops left over from last time, and five for this. Is it five? Wait a minute. Yeah, five. For what did you just give us? Yeah, five. Okay, for so uh, I'd like to do a one, two, three, four. That'll end up being five. I would like to add trait number seven, Mickle Mike. Mickle what? Mickle Mike. Is that a, a obscure off brand beat of uh, brand of beer? <laughs> um, <laughs> it might be. Um, it's it's uh, because I like alliteration so much. Yeah. Uh, strength, great strength. Great strength. Which he uh, he draws he draws from great strength that he draws from his conviction that Valamir must be stopped, and that he is. He is the blade's edge of his uh, ancestor's vengeance. Mickle might. All right. And that is going to be what uh, value on that trait? Let's see. Four, five. Leaving me with one pop remaining uh, for next for next time anything like this gets done. So, yes. Mickle might at five. And you, Mr. Blade Star, any... Uh Thoughts on your pops, or are you just... Uh, I'm holding off till next week. Holding off till next week. Because I gotta think of something. You guys got through that particular episode much, much more quickly than I thought. I thought that was gonna take longer than it did. We're just that good. Despite okay, the- we- Fill the time with the Star Trek hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If it, if it had taken as long as I thought, then uh, we would have run well over, so I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. That was excellent, Josh. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks a lot. Ah, Fantastic. Welcome. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Not bored with the story or anything? Nope. No, it wasn't a cakewalk, and... Uh, and um, that's part of what made it, that's part of its appeal, the fact that we had to actually like take some bruises on this one and think of stuff. Yeah, I, well, I tried to leave a lot more because like, the last one thing I didn't like about last week's was that there was just too many uh, things that you had to you know you had to figure out that the crystal eyeball went in the stone skull and the mirror fragment. Yeah, and you did, and it was great, but there wasn't a whole lot of room for you guys to improv. Yeah, yesterday, last week's was more, which makes sense in given what you've been reading lately. Last week's was more like a text adventure. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, no, I mean, I'm not complete. I'm just that was what I thought of when we were 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I get that. And I mean, I think there is a lot to uh, that you can draw from interactive fiction for role-playing anyway. So Yeah. Uh, but it is nice to have characters to interact with and all that kind of, you know, yeah. like them accusing us of poison. What do you mean poison? We weren't even anywhere near them. Yeah. Well, you, you get that when she took the uh, the fish from you to give to them, she was poisoning it at that point in time. That was the uh, little point there. Oh, it wasn't just anything he was eating. It was the fish we specifically gave them. Yeah. Right. Damn, no, I missed that. Yeah. So when she took it from you and gave it to the uh, other servants there, that was when she was poisoning it. So. so I made a big deal about the fact that she was the one taking it from you. That bitch. That's so his that's princess bitch how we do things downtown. Yes, well, it was fun trying the end. Eat knuckles, kill face. <laughs> That's another thing. Somebody, I was thinking to myself, you know, yeah, we better catch Shasta not only for the sword, not only to prove that we didn't poison the king, but also that we so that we can breathe air again at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's one of those things that uh, would never be explained in a cartoon, but uh, you'll just assume that the uh, mermen take that uh, that off of you at the beginning of the next episode. That'll be a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because no one ever said she was the only one that could cast that spell. We just yeah. assumed. I'm just, yeah. I'm just picturing the two of us flip-flopping like fish on the beach when these guys <laughs> go back inside the cave. <laughs> uh, just a sec. Uh, a little help. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, God. Excellent. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was cool. <laughs> change of pace, change of environment. Excellent. Good deal. Well, hopefully next week's will also be uh, of interest. And you got the no, fact got that the that thing. was the sort of Zim, yes? Yes. Oh, yeah. At what, oh, point, yeah. at what point did you pull that together? When you said there was a sword in the center of uh, yes. the when you said the word sword. You know, the problem was, yeah, the problem was, is like, I, I wanted to do that in a very nonchalant way, and then, god damn it, forgot to mention the damn thing. And it was the only thing I forgot to mention when I was describing the setting. So I don't like, think it would have mattered, Josh, even if you had, because we know we were looking for a sword, and it's the first sword we've seen in the entire uh, yeah. time we've been... We've been uh, I was going to try to just slip it in there. So that you wouldn't know, uh, and uh, you know, kind of, you know, one of those things where if you're talking fast enough, you can, you can make it go <laughs> by, kind of thing. And and then I completely blew it. So I was like, okay, what else can I mention? Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot of that moss on the ceiling, and oh, there's an archway. There's a lot of stuff going on back there behind the archway. Pay well, you no might attention have to the sword upon the table. <laughs> yeah, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. What you might have done is is have more than one sword in. In, uh, you know, like have the ritual sword at the center of the table and have maybe somebody else or some, like a group of the people are, are armed with swords or armed with swords. And one of them takes one of the sword, takes his sword and puts it in the center of the table. And that just happens, you know, then we wouldn't necessarily know that that was was one of those things where I think it would have worked if I hadn't blown it. And I I did, and it doesn't really matter because you were going to know by the end of the episode anyway. So, yeah. Well, it worked. Yeah, it worked out well. So, no worries. Slick. 
Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Thank you very much once again. I guess yeah. we're set for a week from tonight. Week from Works tonight. Right. That will be St. Patrick's Day. Oh, cool. Oh, God, we're going to be running into leprechauns or something, aren't we? On <laughs> 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 a special St. Patty's Day episode of Captive Souls. Valamir. <laughs> we're calling it Celtic Souls this week. <laughs> In the forest of the leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'm not really going to talk after my Christmas saucy thing, so. Hey. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> I had well. <laughs> and Funtra turns herself into a Jeep 4x4. <laughs> okay, Alrighty. I gotta stop. Uh, right, I gotta get some dinner. Yeah, me too. Yep. You guys okay. eat hearty. Have an excellent rest of the evening. You and, as well, uh, sir. Talk to you both next week. Yep, we'll catch you on Twitter in the meantime. Yep. All right, okay. take it easy, guys. See you. All right. All right, bye-bye. Bye. And that was it. Captive Souls number four. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed it. I know we enjoyed playing it. And number five should be forthcoming. Still working on Monkeys Took My Jetpack 32, and I am fairly confident in saying it should be done and out by uh, the end of this week, if not the beginning of next week, because I have basically jumped over every other hurdle that I need to in order to have time now to devote to finishing it. You should be getting a honest-to-God new Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue very soon. And I, am for one, am excited about that. Now, don't forget that as of February 18th, we will be on hiatus for a month and a half. We're not going anywhere. Please do not unsubscribe. This is not one of those things where... We say it'll be a month and a half, and it winds up being six. Uh, Barring a very, very unfortunate tragedy, the plan is that we are gone on hiatus for this month and a half, and then we'll be back. The only reason we're even taking the hiatus is because yours truly is taking a vacation. I am going to see my parents for a few days, and then I am off to Leader Dogs for the Blind in Rochester, Michigan, where I'm going to be trained with a guide dog. And I will be bringing him or her home. I didn't think I could devote the amount of time and attention I needed to devote to this podcast while I was trying to work these very intense days at the school. I have heard Guide Dog School referred to as Blind Man's Boot Camp, and having gone through it once before, many moons ago, back in 97, different school, but still same basic um, curriculum, I can attest to that. It is very rewarding, but also very challenging, and I just don't think... I want to add the stress of having to put episodes out. 
while I'm at the school. So, that's that. Unfortunately, that means we go on hiatus for a bit. But, we will be back. So, as I said, this is a very scheduled absence. So until next time, this is Blind Geek thanking you for downloading Cartoon Action Hour, Captive Souls, and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You've got to keep it fired up, and always let it soar.